From Upstate Medical University, I'm Amber Smith. This is HealthLink on Air. Normal changes to the genital area can leave women as they age with problems that affect quality of life and sexuality. Here to talk about a solution called vaginal rejuvenation is Dr. Joyce Farah, an assistant professor of medicine at Upstate and a board-certified dermatologist at Farah Dermatology and Cosmetics. Welcome. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Let's start with um, talking about the changes in the genital area that are normal for women as they age. Sure. Um, A lot of women in the perimenopause to menopausal stage of life will notice changes in uh, their urinary function and their sexual function. And these changes can result from childbirth, weight gain, hormonal changes, or even trauma being surgical or none to the area. And these changes will include things like urinary incontinence, where you leak leak when you sneeze, you do jumping jacks, such uh, things. Could be pain on urination, frequent urinary tract infections. In terms of vaginal health, this will translate into um, dryness, pain with sexual intercourse, decreased satisfaction with the sexual encounter, decreased quality of orgasms, and also changes in the external genitalia around the vulva and the labia. So those will age and change analogous to what can happen um, with the face and 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 changes elsewhere in the skin. Um, so it is a it's a huge quality of life issue for most women. And most women are not aware that some of these changes can be reversed or are physiologic. Um, are they are these normal changes or are there ways of preventing these things? Is it inevitable that these things are going to happen? Well, I think with the hormonal changes, there is some inevitable changes with the changes your body goes through with pregnancy. There will be some changes that occur, but you can help to keep yourself as healthy as possible by maintaining healthy lifestyles, not smoking, you know, not doing substances that should not be there, decreasing alcohol intake. The usual things you do for general health can help, but the physiologic changes with the hormones and with childbirth are are going to happen, but we can help reverse some of these. Um, And this is actually an issue, this vulvovaginal atrophy, is an issue that I believe is underreported. I mean, most women will not report these symptoms to their doctors because they just think, you know, I'm just getting old um, and there's nothing I can do about it. But So are the, are the symptoms, again, um, dryness, itchy yeah, dryness? There's dryness, irritation, soreness, decreased pleasure. Um, okay. Okay. So what, up until now... Um, what has been done for this? Are there creams or medicines or anything? Mm-hmm. Traditionally, the treatments for uh, urinary symptoms have been surgical. Uh, there have been some surgical interventions for vaginal for the vaginal area as well, and mostly hormonal. So you can do estrogen creams or suppositories directly inserted into the vaginal area, or actually systemic hormone therapy. However, this is not for everyone. I mean, people. some people do not want to do hormones. Some people cannot do hormones if they have a history of breast cancer. Uh, in fact, some of the treatments for breast cancer will precipitate these symptoms because mm. they're anti-estrogen therapies. Um, so, 
And, and regardless of that, there's been multiple studies that have shown that women, even with hormonal therapy, will improve their symptoms, but about 10 to 20% will still have fairly, uh, fairly problematic symptoms, even with hormonal therapy. So, um, so I think the, the way the new paradigm is going to be this vaginal rejuvenation along with hormonal therapy, if appropriate for the patient. Okay, so tell us, it's, it's a long name, vaginal rejuvenation, what, what's involved? So basically these are treatments that are analogous to the laser therapy and the skin rejuvenation people are familiar with for the face. So there are different energy devices, uh, radiofrequency devices and laser-based devices that work very well for rejuvenation of the face. They work similarly for the vaginal tissue. Um, the radiofrequency devices basically emit electromagnetic waves that heat the tissue to a certain specified temperature. It's usually around 40, 42 degrees centigrade. And um, this heating actually causes a wound care response that will increase collagen and elastic uh, fiber production. The laser-based devices work slightly differently. These are energy, this is light energy that's actually emitted, and the devices that are used are fractionated, which means that you get very pinpoint uh, beams of light that go into the tissue, so you create very specific microscopic areas of thermal necrosis, which means you will damage a very thin column of tissue all along this whole area that you're treating, and what that does, again, your body's going to heal this wound. So when it's healing the wound, it will, it will reform collagen and elastic fibers, and it will strengthen um, the thickness and the vaginal wall. And actually, uh, it also increases uh, lubrication because it does affect the production of glycogen and mucin, which are part of what gives you the hydration and the lubrication in that area. So yeah, so they do they do work they do work very well. Like I said, if you if people are familiar with how they work on the skin, it's a similar mechanism in the vaginal canal. Right. This is Upstate's Health Link on Air. I'm your host Amber Smith, talking with Upstate dermatologist Dr. Joyce Farah. Uh, the subject is vaginal rejuvenation. So you've um, talked about how it's uh, the what's done on the face with laser treatments on the face. So that. Um, would get rid of wrinkles and tighten skin, right? It will tighten skin. It will make the skin healthier. It will make it thicker. It reverses sun damage. So what happens in the vaginal area is similar. You don't have sun damage there, but you do have atrophy, so the tissue thins. Uh, you, you do have loss of elastic and collagen. So it's, it's the similar mechanism mechanism to strengthen it and thicken it. And when it's a thicker, healthier tissue, it functions better. Now, people like to say that, um, you know, work they've had done on their face took 20 years off or 10 years off or whatever. Is there an equivalent for vaginal? I mean, what are, what's it going to look like afterward? Well, there is, if, we, if, the, if the labial skin is treated, there is improvement in texture and discoloration and thickness because that area does get a little lax as well. On the vaginal side, it's not a visible improvement, but it's a functional improvement. So most women who have this treatment re report increased satisfaction with sexual encounters. Um, there's 
no more pain. Uh, the vaginal area is much more lubricated. There is increased quality of orgasms. I don't think anyone's really qualified uh, or quantified the improvement as, you know, you will have function like in your 30s or any such thing, but the satisfaction has improved. Almost 100% of patients report satisfaction with this. And in fact, um, there was a study done with the core intima, which is a fractionated CO2 uh, laser specifically for this indication. This was a, um, a study done in Spain on perimenopausal women, so women who are still menstruating but have the hormonal changes. And they did a vaginal health index where they medically looked at certain specific uh, indices like vaginal elasticity, fluid volume, vaginal pH levels, uh, the epithelial integrity and moisture. And they found that about up to about eight months after, 82% of patients shows a statistically significant improvement. Then they had a subjective, um, um, uh, they had a subjective survey and 94% um, of those patients uh, reported improved vaginal tightening, improved dryness, improved symptoms of atrophy, and, and, and reported really very high satisfaction with this. Someone in their 80s, a woman in her, in her 80s, could she have this done? Or? Uh, I think as long as there's no physical contraindication, yes. However, here's the caveat. If this is going to be analogous to skin rejuvenation, if you come in at 80 and you've never done anything for your face and you want an ablative fractional laser, you will get some improvement, but it's not going to be to the degree of whether when you had started at, let's say, 40 and 50, because the earlier you start, first off, the healthier your tissue is at that point, so it has more regenerative power, and then you can continue maintaining that effect. So you're not going to get the same effect at an older age than if you were slightly younger. So let's talk about how, from the patient's point of view, is this, is this a procedure that's done in the office? It's an in-office procedure. It is not done under any type of anesthesia, and it is not painful. It isn't painful. It is not when painful. When you talk about lasers, it seems like it right. would. Do, do you feel anything? Can you tell uh, You may, you know, when you have lasers done on your skin, you actually sometimes do feel them. Uh, very interestingly, in the intravaginal treatment, you may just feel a little heat sensation, but you do not feel pain. You do not feel really basically any discomfort. If anything, when the outside skin, when the labia, the vulvar area is treated, you might have some mild discomfort just on the outside skin. If patients desire, we can put numbing medicine there, but we don't have to. Otherwise, it's really, it's really basically pain-free. Well, how soon um, will you notice improvement? Uh, I think you will notice improvement within two weeks. Within two weeks? Mm -hmm. Okay, in the interim, um, do you, are there any restrictions? Is there anything you have to be aware of? Yeah, yes, there are certain restrictions for treatment. So to make people candidates for treatment, maybe we should go over these first, and then we'll talk about, like, post-care. So we cannot treat patients if they have... Um, if they're actually uh, actively menstruating. So it has to be timed around the menstrual cycle. Okay. Uh, we don't treat patients if they have an active infection, whether it's urinary tract or a vaginal infection. 
Um, if there is a her uh, history of genital herpes, we can treat, but we give people antiviral medication for a short time around the treatment. We will not treat patients if they have had vaginal surgeries or meshes or bladder lifts. Those are contraindications. Okay, so treatment. you can't have that. Mm -hmm. What about, is there an age restriction? Or? Not really, no. Okay. Well, good. That's good to know. Yeah. Um, and then uh, how many treatments are needed? Um, typically for bladder symptoms, one. For vaginal symptoms, two to three. Okay. Uh, and post-treatment, basically patients can get up and resume their normal life. We just ask post-treatment that you refrain from sexual intercourse for a week, tampon use for a week, no douching, you know, anything like that. But other than that, you can go and exercise and go about your normal daily life as if nothing has happened. Now, you said for bladder symptoms, one treatment, mm -hmm. um, it, that's for urinary leakage. For urinary leakage, frequent UTIs, pain on urination, yes. I just, I've, we've done uh, segments before on urinary incontinence, and I didn't, uh, I've never heard of this as being used as a treatment for that, but it works to... It help. works, and so far the follow-up studies have been up to eight months. So, like everything with any type of rejuvenation treatment, I, you you are going to need some maintenance treatments. The question is, how far apart are they going to be? And I think, you know, maybe people can, can count on maybe once every year or two, although the studies are not really quite clear about that yet. So that's a work in progress. Okay. And then um, are there any risks to having this procedure done? Any things that... Um could no. go wrong? Uh, well, you know, anytime you use a laser energy and you use heat energy on any tissue, there is a possibility of causing a thermal burn. If there's a thermal burn, there's a possibility of a scar formation. Um, but, but these are rare, rare side effects that occur, uh, but they can occur. Reactivation of a herpetic infection, but again, that can be treated. And if people have a history, put them on on antivirals before treatment, so that does not occur. Um, those are those are basically the biggest is the thermal injury from from the heat treatment. Now, and you work ahead of time. You get a clearance from a gynecologist. You, we, you require your patients. We require our patients to get that because we feel like this is actually a medical treatment. We need to know that there's no active infection. They don't have a prolapsed bladder or prolapsed uterus. There's no other contraindication that the GYN sees for that. Most places do not require that, but in our practice, we do because we think it's just safer to do it that way. Okay. Well, I know a lot of patients would ask whether um, insurance will cover something like this. Have you seen that happening yet? Unfortunately, as of now, there hasn't been insurance coverage. Uh, we have had uh, a few patients who have tried to get that, and they're in the process of trying to get it, so I'm not sure where that's going to go. But I think as of now, the safer bet is to count on no coverage. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for the information. This has been very informative. Uh, my guest has been Dr. Joyce Farah. She's a board-certified dermatologist and assistant professor of medicine at Upstate. I'm Amber Smith for Upstate's podcast and talk show, HealthLink on Air. <laughs>